One of the most basic ideas about binaries that we have in our culture is about brains. Specifically, that men and women have fundamentally different brains. You hear this all the time. It's the basis of, like, all boring stand-up comedy. Here's one example from Mark Gunger, a pastor who works with Focus on the Family and whose career has been built on giving motivational talks about marriage. Here's a clip from his talk, A Tale of Two Brains, which, by the way, has been viewed four million times on YouTube. All right, now men's brains are, are very unique. Men's brains are made up of little boxes. And we have a box for everything. We've got a box for the car, we got a box for the money, we got a box for the job, we got a box for you, we got a box for the kids, we got a box for your mother somewhere in the basement. We got we got we, we got boxes everywhere. Now women's brains are very, very different from men's brains. Women's brains are made up of a big ball of wire. And everything is connected to everything. Money's connected to the car, and the car's connected to your job, and your kids are connected to your mother, and everything's connected to everything. And it's like. It's like the internet superhighway. Okay? And, and it's all driven by energy that we call emotion. It's just. So maybe you don't necessarily think that men compartmentalize everything and that women's brains are metal balls just waiting for an emotional lightning strike so they can go on the fritz. But there's this perception, even not that extreme, that gender determines something about the shape and structure of our brains. This was the scientific thinking for a long time. But in the last decade or so, neuroscientists have come up with a much more complicated picture. It's not as simple as a binary. There's no such thing as a male brain or a female brain. Bitch editorial intern Rebecca Kuhn has been looking into this subject this summer and wrote about the gender of brain science at bitchmedia.org. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Sarah. Thanks so much for joining us on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So you took a look at recent neuroscience looking at the relationship between gender and brain structure. Right. Just tell us what you found. What's the science say about this? So there was a study that came out at the end of the last year that um, looked at 1,400 brains. They looked at MRIs from 1,400 brains. And basically what they showed was that all brains have a mix of characteristics that would be considered male or female. So they called this the mosaic brain. So basically what they showed was that the different anatomical structures in the brain don't align with a person's biological sex necessarily. So like they looked at gray matter and white matter and connections in the brain. And um, previous research had sort of showed that um, brains fit neatly into two categories. And what this study showed was that Everybody has a mix of, of both characteristics. So there's two categories that the, the previous science looked at. Was that male and female? Correct. And so scientists before thought that like, oh, you can look at somebody's brain and tell if they're male or tell if they're female. Right. And so when these scientists in, in this most recent study, which was from where? Who was doing um, this research? It was from t uh, the, the research designer was from Tel Aviv University. Interesting. And so when they looked at people's brains, they found actually you have a mix of characteristics. You can't tell from looking at somebody's brain whether they're male or female. That's right. What, what kind of characteristics were they looking at that were like traditionally male or traditionally female? 
Um, so they, I know that they looked at gray matter, white matter, and then connections in the brain. Um, the neuroscience research gets a little hairy. Um, so, <laughs> a little heady, maybe? A little, yes, a little heady. Um, and so for somebody who's not a neuroscientist, it can be a little bit tough to understand exactly what they were looking at. I think when some people hear characteristics associated with male and female, they think like personality traits. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. So they were actually just looking at the anatomical structure of the brain, Ah, like things that they could see on an MRI. Um, And so I think that previously, um, because personality characteristics are so aligned with gender, or we think they are, there was also this idea that our, our physical brains must also really differ. And so this study showed that that's actually not true. So our brains are a spectrum. Our brains are a spectrum. Oh, that's beautiful. A rainbow spectrum. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, So there's still this, I think, this commonly held idea that I hear all the time about like, well, you know, men do this because their brains are different. It comes from, you know, our brains have been different since we were cavemen and women just have different brains. Like, Mm -hmm. why does that stick around that notion? And how does this science counter that? So the idea that men and women have different brains um, is a way that we can justify oppression and um, social inequalities. And so and there's actually a long tradition of biological research being used to justify oppression of different groups. So, for example, in the 18th century, scientists um, used a practice called phrenology, where they measured and classified human skulls and, um, quote unquote, proved that um, Caucasians were superior to people of other races. So this idea that the biological differences between people um, determine inequality is actually a really dangerous one because if we believe that then that's something that we can't change because we don't have control over our biology but if we see biology as more of a spectrum and we don't divide people into those different classes then it becomes easier to um, see sort of oppression and social inequality as culturally constructed rather than biologically determined Mm -hmm. Um, this is kind of a tricky topic but Uh, There have been a lot of studies saying that men and women react differently in different situations, and some of that comes down to neurology. So this study that you're talking about, those out of Tel Aviv University, show that like, on a fundamental level, you can't tell someone's gender from the shape of their brain, but do... Are there gendered ways that our pathways are made in our brain? Like, are there different personality traits that come from our brain? So the study didn't actually link anatomical characteristics with personality traits. It was purely looking at the sort of physical makeup of people's brains. Um, what they, One thing that I think is really important to stress is that the study isn't saying that... Um, that there are no differences between people's brains, but it's just not as cut and dry as we usually like to think because, um, because again, people have sort of a mix of characteristics. You have a young daughter yourself. I do. How old is she? Four. Do you think a lot about how her brain is developing? Is this something that may, that you've thought about as a parent? Like, Oh, I want my I want my kid to have a good brain. <laughs> you know, as you're reading this brain science, are you thinking about your daughter? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think about her brain development a lot. Um, and but it's hard for me in my mind to separate that from sort of the cultural influences. And I don't of, often know sort of which is which. And that could be just because I'm not a scientist. Um, but I definitely do 
think about like her language acquisition and um, what it means when she like picks up certain ways of talking about things and how much of that is like brain function and how much of that is, you know, stuff that she's picking up from the other kids at preschool or whatever. Yeah. I mean, in this study, we're talking about just the way that your brain is constructed, Mm -hmm. but so much of the way that you are, that we think of as part of your brain comes from culture, comes from the way you're raised and all those influences. So it's a little bit, it's hard to parse out all the time, like the physical neurology of your brain versus what role culture and parenting plays in that. Yeah, I think you're right. And they actually, there's a note in the study about that um, where they talk about they don't differentiate between the terms sex and gender in the the way the study is written, which uh, when I was reading it, I was surprised by and it um, I found it kind of troubling but they have a little explanation in there that talks about basically like regardless of whether um, because there's this thing called neuroplasticity which is the idea that like our environment and um, the experiences that we have and the interactions that we have in the world actually change the anatomical structure of our brain Um, and so the study the reason they don't differentiate between sex and gender in the study is because they said regardless of whether this is um, these are innate biological characteristics or whether they're culturally determined the end result is the same and that is that everybody has this sort of mosaic or mix of characteristics in their brain. Hmm. And so regardless of the way you you present to the world, whether you're presenting female, presenting male, identify as a man or a woman or genderqueer or anywhere on the gender spectrum, your brain is also going to be a spectrum inside your brain. That's right. So was reading about the science surprising to you, Rebecca? Did Is this what you expected to read when you were starting to read about uh, gender and brains? Or did you expect it to fall into more binary categories? The idea that there's a male brain and a female brain is so prevalent um, that certainly like some of that has seeped into my understanding of how brains work. Um, As I was reading the study, I was thinking a lot about um, and probably a lot of your listeners have heard of the work of Anne Fausto Sterling. She's a biologist um, at Brown University who does a lot of work on um, challenging binary understandings of biological sex. And so because I'm familiar with her work and like thinking about sex as a spectrum, um, because we're used to thinking about gender as a spectrum, right? Like that's a pretty, that's an idea that we're all pretty on board with. Um, But being introduced... We being... Uh, Propaganda. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, feminists. Uh, <laughs> right, maybe not culture at large. Um, yeah, but so, you know, I remember in in grad school being introduced to the idea that sex is also a spectrum was kind of mind-blowing to me. And so then reading like an extension of that type of understanding of biological sex as a spectrum, um, reading about that extending into brain science didn't surprise me too much, but it definitely did like push against some pretty ingrained cultural understandings of male and female brains that I think I've been exposed to since I was little, like most people. Well, Rebecca, if people want to read the study and read your reporting on it, they can do so at bitchmedia.org. What's the headline on the article? Uh, Binary is a beautiful thing to break. Ah, yay. Thanks for sharing your talents with us this summer as our editorial intern, Rebecca, and also for being on the show. It's been my pleasure.